0: Things are getting hot in Hell's Kitchen because as the trade deadline inches closer, the rumors start to ramp up. And one of those rumors is Timo Meyer possibly being on his way to the New Jersey Devils. And I have Jersey Joe joining me on today's episode to look at possible trade scenarios that can have Timo Meyer making his way to Newark, New Jersey. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody.
1: You're locked on Devils. Your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Stephen stepped up, nailed it. has got the puck. What a shot! The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play play announcer, Devil's Riot for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credentialed media member, Trey Matthews. I'm joined alongside my fellow colleague over at Pucks and Pitchforks, recurring guest of the show. He's my draft and also my analytics expert. It's Jersey Joe.
1: Jersey Joe, how you doing? We have a lot to talk about. Holy shnikes. We're getting closer to March 3rd. Before you know it's almost St. Patrick's Day after you get a little love from
0: Valentine's Day. And keep in mind, February is the shortest month of of the year, so it's only going oh, to month. It, it, it's only going to get quicker. So, Jersey <laughs> Joe, we've been busy. Obviously, we've been researching certain scenarios, what could happen on March third. Obviously, uh, you got Christy Flannery; she's talking about it. James Nichols is talking about it. Obviously, Ryan Oveczinsky is talking about it. It seems that as we're getting inch as we're inching closer the Devils might try to make a splashy move to try to compete for the Stanley Cup. But here's the thing. Our main priority is obviously Jesper Bratt because I think a lot of people are forgetting that Jesper Bratt is only signed for this year. And the goal is to sign him long-term, similar to Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and also Dougie Hamilton. So with you being my analytics expert, and I've touched on, on, on the show before because I think we've discussed about this in, in a private scenario, Can the New Jersey Devils get a big-name player and still afford to re-sign Jesper Bratt? What are the circumstances?
1: One of the circumstances I sent you before, you're going to have to move one of either Damon Severson and or move Andreas Janssen plus a first-round pick in the 23 draft and maybe a second-rounder in the 24 draft. Because you don't want to have to move too many guys, but you want to move just enough pieces. But you don't want to overdo because there is seven other teams doing a bid war.
0: Right. And uh, those players you named have obviously been in the discussion for trade rumors for quite some time. Andreas Johnson has been placed on waivers twice. Mackenzie Blackwood uh, with the rise of Akira Schmidt out in Utica, also Nico Dawes representing the Utica comments in the All-Star game, um, and and also with Vitek Manchek, and especially in that game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think Vitek Manchek has once again solidified why he should be the starting goalie. It seems like Mackenzie Blackwood, his time is coming quickly to an end because he is going to be a restricted free agent after this year. And I don't feel comfortable um, re signing him to a long term deal or someone like Damon Severson, who's set to become an unrestricted free agent. And it just seems like Damon Severson is going to demand a decent amount of money that could be put to use somewhere else. So uh, I think if the devil, so you're saying it is possible, but the devils have to move a few other pieces. It's not as cut and dry as people think it is.
1: It's not going to be easy, but. It is doable, and you have to be able to make some pieces become more available. And you know, Namech is getting ready to come up either by the time the deadline hits, or you're going to have maybe, say, Riley Walsh jump up in case they feel Namech is not, you know, ready to be just up there yet, but, you know, they know he's up the ladder. So, you know. You're gonna have that money come off the books anyways, might not get something in return. Gotta start doing it now.
0: Okay, so who who do you think is your priority at the trade deadline? Like who do you wanna see? We've talked about this before, but who would if you had to pick one player that the devils can go after, who would it be and why?
1: I really love Timo Meyer the most. I'm I will tell you this, if you look at it, um he may not be the most overall guy, but he has the best across the boards, offensively, transition-wise, and defensively. He's well-rounded, and if you're able to get him easier because he's an RFA, I would take that because that's a lot less of a risk. And imagine if he doesn't sign on the dotted line for New Jersey as an RFA. You can get two first, a second, and a third. For ten million dollars,
0: for ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, like, so I like. So I like Meyer because it seems like people are just like raving about his physicality and and how aggressive he can play, and it seems like he already has good chemistry with Nico Heisher because um, obviously they they represent the same country. Um, but I saw an inter- I, I saw an interesting tweet saying that. Could Timo Meyer play on the same line as Jack Hughes, maybe? And maybe you save Nico Heischer and also Timo Meyer for, like, power play situations. My thing is, like, that's something that could definitely be experimented with. But I just think, like, when you're traded to a team at first, you need that sort of chemistry. Because the Devils, like, we're not trying to go back on a lengthy losing streak like we did in December. Now it's foot to the gas pedal and try to get as far into the playoffs as, as that we potentially can. Now, my thing for the Devils is simply this, which is go after someone big, and but do not gut your team. So no. that, that, that's my overall thing. Like, don't don't gut the uh, team.
1: Like I said before, I do not want to trade a Nemech. I do not want to trade a Ball or an hook. Matter of fact, I talked to someone who said the Devils are high on Ball and they're not going to look to move him. So with that being said, It'll likely be a guy like a Chase Stillman who wouldn't see the time of day in are the nearer term.
0: Are you still big on Kevin Ball? Because it just seems like every time he touches a puck, it <clears throat> results in a turnover.
1: Well, here's the thing. If you're six foot seven, you can only learn so many things at the AHL level. And when you're at the NHL level, it's not as easy being a guy that's six foot four and six foot seven. Anyone who's shorter, it's a lot easier to reach than someone who's smaller than you. So there's a learning curve that you can only do at the AHL. And there are certain things you got to learn from being a bigger guy with a longer reach. So there's a lot of learning curve. So his is a little bit longer because he's a taller guy and more physical guy in the making so with that being said you don't like you don't want to trade away your best future asset that's already there with you don't worry there's
0: still more in store with jersey joe and this silly season discussion in regard to Timo Meyer potentially joining the new jersey devils but before we continue I want to get you guys hip to a product that I use literally every day. So I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. My body's a temple, so I gotta start treating it as such. So was the stuff well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and aprogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So the Great thing about Athletic Greens is that its lifestyle is friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality, and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing that's best about Athletic Greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out after your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay. Let's get back to this silly season discussion with Jersey Joe about Timo Meyer is Timo on the way. Well, let's get back to our discussion. Take it away. Okay. I respect that. And you, you've obviously, you're big on cap friendly. You're bit, you know, you're the epitome of an armchair GM, basically just like <laughs> looking at every possible uh, uh, revenue aspect to try to make sure that the devils can afford to make uh you know, said moves. So, Let's start with the first scenario that you sent me. So, you said Devils receive Timo Meyer, the 2023 third round pick uh, that was originally owned by the Carolina Hurricanes, but currently uh, is is with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the 2023 fifth round draft pick, originally owned by Columbus, once again with the Sharks, and the 2024 fifth round pick, uh, originally owned by the Colorado Avalanche. In exchange, we give the San Jose Sharks Alexander Holtz. Thomas Tatar, Riley Walsh, our first round pick in this year's NHL draft, mm-hmm. our second round pick in this year's NHL draft and our 2024 second round pick in uh, the, or in 2024, excuse me. And then uh, the devils would trade away Damon Severson to the Calgary Flames receive the Calgary Flames 2023 first round uh, draft pick in this year's draft. Um, the Devils would receive Max Domi, and in exchange we give the Chicago Blackhawks Mackenzie Blackwood and Miles Wood. Mm-hmm. So, what made you decide that scenario? Because we're giving up Alexander Holtz, Thomas Sattar, Riley Walsh, a bunch of draft picks, two of them, two of which uh, will appear in this year's draft, giving getting rid of Damon Severson, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Miles Wood.
1: Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm not sold on Miles Wood after that hip surgery. And I kind of question his future. And I know he's going to probably command a little bit more money. And who knows if Tatar is going to want to resign. And Tatar is probably on the last of his better days in the NHL, in my honest opinion. And he's probably bubbling at the best of his playing days before he ends up retiring. I don't know how long he's going to play, but I'd rather capitalize if you can get that trade in. But I'd rather see the Zetterlands. I'd rather see the Bokvist pick up more minutes and some other guys coming up on the way to take the charge. Uh, Not to get too young, but also when you have a Meyer, you have a plot. And then when you add a, then when you add another couple of young guns uh, in the offseason, season, it, you're going to need to have that money ready.
0: Okay, so my thing with Tomas Sattar, and I talked about this with our with our guys <laughs> over at Pucks and Pitchforks. Here's my thing about Tomas Sattar, and I said it in one of my more uh, recent episodes. Tomas Sattar his production this season is heavily slept on because going into the year, we were talking about as to whether or not he could potentially get waived by the New Jersey Devils because he was fighting for a roster spot. So if, had he not performed well in preseason, he would have been in the same position as Andreas Johnson, which is he's going to be put on waivers to make room for Alexander Holtz and also Fabian Zetterlin. But my thing for Thomas Tatar is that his plus minus – It's second on the team, plus 27. He has appeared in 46 games. He has 10 goals, 17 assists for a grand total, 27 points. And while he's not obviously one of our best players, I think he's a good complementary piece, especially on the Nico Heischer line. And I think Thomas Tatar is the happy median of good player, but at the same time doesn't outshine Nico Heischer. Because one of the issues I had last year with Nico Heischer was that he didn't have good linemates. So right. So, in Nico Heischer, even though he was setting up everyone really well, he couldn't get his numbers because the people surrounding him couldn't capitalize on the chances that were created by him. So, my overall thing is like, um, I think Thomas Tatar and also Jesper Brad, Jesper Brad is big on that as well, obviously. But I just think that Thomas Tatar, I don't know, I just think he's 32 years of age. I still think he has like three or maybe four years left in him. Maybe just and he led the Montreal Canadiens two, in maybe. scoring, two maybe. Okay, okay, fine. We'll we'll be conservative about it. But Thomas Chittar, um, he led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago. Now, obviously, when they made their run to the finals, he was pretty much a non-factor. But I think for Thomas Chatar, it's just like like you said, he still has a couple years left in him, and I just think that it's a bit of a risk, but. I think the bigger the bigger player that I be more concerned about is Miles Wood. Now, I get Miles Wood; he has gone silent the last month or so. But mo- that was mostly because of Nathan Bastion being out. Because Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastion, and Miles Wood had created such good chemistry with one another. One of them goes out for a significant amount of time. Miles Wood wasn't able to recover. But the one thing I like about Miles Wood is that I love his feistiness. I love. The fact that he's not afraid to be an irritant. He's not an enforcer, but at the same time, he's not afraid to get under your skin either. So that's my, you know, that's where I stand with Miles Wood. And yes, he's produced like pretty much nothing but zeros the last uh, the last few weeks for the Devils, and I'm surprised he has not been scratched from the lineup for at least one game. Mm. Quite honestly, but I, but I don't know. Like Miles Wood being traded away, I I can understand the concern, but it's just like, but then again. Um,
1: you do have to roll the dice.
0: I know you have to roll the dice. I know. And I guess, I guess when looking at someone like Domi, I guess he could sort of, um, because if you just search uh, Max Domi on, on YouTube, more we're, were some of the first things that pop up him getting into,
1: into, into fights? He, so- he can, he can fight his way. He can be really good on the power play. And that would be an upgrade over Miles Wood, in my honest opinion. He may be a shorter guy, but he back he packs a punch on both sides.
0: Okay, so I think that's a trade that I'd just be—I don't know. It's like we get Timo Meyer, and at the same time, we would compensate for giving up a first-round draft pick by getting the Calgary Flames' first-round draft pick this year. So we would
1: and Pengler, you're sliding so, back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, we're compensating. We're getting something. And we're getting mm-hmm. rid of Mackenzie Blackwood, Andreas Johnson, uh, and, and Damon Severson as well. Um, I think that's a trade I'm okay with. And it, it'd be sad to see Alexander Holtz go. But at this point, uh, if the Devils are serious about getting a splashy player, I think Alexander Holtz would have to be involved in these in these discussions. But if I had to pick which prospect I would want to trade away, it would have to be Alexander Holtz because Shimon Nemetz, Luke Hughes um, are obviously our two main priorities. I think for right now, obviously Mm -hmm. defensemen, but I think they're the two biggest priorities for the Devils at the time being. And, and I know Fabian Zetterlin still has to step up his game, but I still see a lot of potential in in his big body frame. Um,
1: Which is, which is why I favor him more than Miles would at this point because he's younger. He, hasn't had that injury problem yet but he's definitely going to be someone who has a lot of spice to his game and i really i really dig that in a young player even though he's 5 11 he's got like 215 220 plus pounds uh to his frame
0: okay here's trade scenario number two it's a little more complicated so uh bear with us so, the Devils get Timo Meyer, obviously. They get Kakanen, uh, so goalie in, in this. Backup. 2000, yeah, 2023 third-round pick, originally owned by Carolina. And San Jose gets Alexander Holtz, Yegor Sharangovich, Riley Walsh, the Devils' first-round pick, and the 2024 second-round pick. And in addition, Devils trade away Mackenzie Blackwood, Andreas Johnson – And the 2023 third round pick, originally owned by Carolina, to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Max Domi once again. Uh, And then a a third move, of course, another corresponding move, Devils send away Damon Severson and Fabian Zetterlin to the Calgary Flames. In exchange, they get Nikita Zadorov. They get the 2023 fourth round pick from Calgary. The 2024 second round pick from Calgary. This one seems risky because you're getting, like, you're giving, uh, you're you're getting rid of Alexander Holtz, Fabian Zetterlin, and Yegor Sharangovich. If I had to pick between one or those two scenarios, I'm, I would go with the first one because Yegor Sharangovich is still really young and he could still provide a lot of uh, spark. I think for Yegor Sharangovich, his situation is similar to Dawson Mercer or like what Nico Keisher was last year, which was not good line mates. So he's not able to like get the most out of his production.
1: So the second one was an idea I had that, you know, Mike Greer would have, would have been asking for. So I was thinking about what Greer's vantage point would be. And so sometimes when you are a former assistant coach, you might inquire about another player and say, this makes or breaks the deal. And that's the kind of thing that I was thinking And I wasn't trying to be devil's minded. I was trying to be a little bit fairer on the second try. And that's why I threw it in.
0: If I had to guess, I think this would be the more likely scenario. Just because, you know, you get uh, Alexander Holtz, a good player who has a lot of upside, obviously does well in the AHL. NHL seems like he always has cylinder blocks on his skates, but can provide a spark.
1: Well, with William Eklund.
0: Yes. So here's some notes you said. Timo Meyer signs an extension with the New Jersey Devils in agreement to being dealt to New Jersey. Uh Kakinen allows Schmidt and Meyer to work their way gradually before getting called up before the playoffs. So your your intent is not to use Kakinen as our new backup goalie because obviously we would lose Mackenzie Blackwood in this deal and he would be going on his way to Chicago. So I'm that was one of my concerns, but I reading the details, I'm like, okay, so it's just to save face and wait for Schmidt to get ready because having spoken to Akira Schmidt uh, in the locker room, he does get nervous real easily because one time when he was brought up unexpectedly, I asked him like, how prepared were you to like play in this game? He said he wasn't prepared. He was nervous. And yeah, so Schmidt does get a little nervous and, I'm glad that he admitted it to me, and he's a good kid and all. But, uh, yeah, he does need to be prepared for playoff time because can't just rely on Vitek Vanacek, especially with Vanacek's uh, track history in the playoffs with the Capitals.
1: Yeah, and I know Kakanen has been of interest before, especially when he was with Chicago and he had to go to San Jose and he signed with San Jose. And definitely he he has looked good recently against the Devils. But, you know, he deserves to be in better shape with a better defense and a better offense in a team like New Jersey. And sometimes they might, you know, need a change of scenery. That helps another guy.
0: I I don't mean to interrupt you, but here's another detail. Holtz goes to play with Eklund and Sharon Govich finds a new home along with Riley Walsh having the change of scenery. So I always said I I love Riley Walsh. I love that maybe he could – because, you know, his, his teammate, uh, his linemate back in uh, Harvard was Adam Fox. And Adam Fox is a all-star. He's a Norris Trophy winner. I said maybe if Riley Walsh is given a chance to develop under Lindy Ruff, I said this a couple years ago, maybe Riley Walsh can be a poor man's Adam Fox. But obviously with the rise of how the Devils are, especially with drafting Shimon Nemets and Luke Hughes, just doesn't seem like um, Riley Walsh is going to be given that fair chance.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, saying before, um, when it comes to another goaltender, if you can't get Kakonen, you got to try for Carol Vemelka, who's over with Arizona, another team that's in disarray. And he's got plenty of good shutouts. He has an, like a save percentage north of 90%, almost 91%, on a really bad team. And he could be someone that is of interest that the Devils should get. And I talked with my source and said, you know, he's of possible interest. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils get him to help uh, aid Mr. V- Mister Vitek Vanacek. Maybe he'll take him out to a hibachi or something.
0: <laughs> Very funny. Vanacek is a national treasure. We got to continue to save him. Exactly. Okay. So uh, here's another uh, scenario bringing it up right now. Okay. So Devils get Timo Meyer, 2023 third round pick originally owned by Carolina Hurricanes, 2024 third round pick. Uh, that's the San Jose Sharks. In exchange, Sharks get Alexander Holtz, Andreas Johnson, Damon Severson, Yegor Sharangovich. The first round draft pick this year, it seems like that one's a given. 2024 second round pick owned by the devils 2025 third round pick owned by the devils uh in exchange devil and and then corresponding moves devils trade away mackenzie blackwood to detroit for alexander nadelkovich mm-hmm. uh and then the devils do another one with the arizona coyotes uh, they give the coyotes mason Gearston in exchange the devils get nick
1: ritchie I mean, Mason Girdson's been in the AHL and he's not doing anything other than getting fights. He's getting the fights, right? He's getting the fights, and I think he'd be perfect for a team like Arizona. Meanwhile, Richie Nick Richie, I know he's got a two million dollar contract, but the way he plays on the bottom six, he can chip in a little bit, but he can stir the pot. And if you don't get Max Domi, it's not going to cost you a lot. It's not going to cost you much. So why not get someone who has played in Boston before and knows what winning is about and can be that guy that harasses opponents. I'd rather have that guy on my team when it comes to playoff time. <clears throat> okay. And I'll explain Nadelkovich.
0: <clears throat> okay. Nadelkovich recently sent down or no, recently waived by the Detroit Red Wings, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. If you look at last season, he had some really nice shutouts, good save percentage, even though Detroit, you know, was still good. I I see the potential in him. I just think he's not handled properly.
0: Yeah. Um, the Delkovich would be interesting because... Remember, the Devils inadvertently were involved with that Nedelkovic deal. That's what uh, led us to get uh, Jonathan Bernier because Jonathan Bernier was traded to the Carolina Hurricanes in that in that deal. They couldn't get a deal done. He becomes free agent and signs with the uh, signs with the Devils as a result, two year deal.
1: Yeah, I I miss Bernier.
0: I don't think he's coming back. He was supposed to. I know, but he was supposed to come back during American Thanksgiving, and that hasn't happened yet. He had nah. a preseason.
1: I hate to say it, but I feel like his career is over. It is. Just, yeah. That's unfortunately, true. I think he's gonna get bought out. So okay. that's that's why I wanted to, to get the Nadelkovich trade.
0: Okay, so we've been talking about these trade scenarios for Timo Meyer. And recently James Nichols, uh, a couple hours before we hit record, said in the same breath as mentioning their interest in Timo Meyer. Uh, Elliot Friedman says he believes the other teams in the East expect the New Jersey Devils to do something major, alluding to whether it's Meyer or not. And that was by a 32 thoughts podcast, by the way. Mm -hmm. So do you see the Devils actually going through with this? Because I spoke with uh, Alan Crita recently, who's been covering, you know, uh, the Devils, the Rangers and the Islanders for about 30 years now. And he says that usually splashy moves aren't always the way to go. Especially if you're a team like the devils. So my thing is like, I'm a little conflicted on the one hand, it would be great to have Timo Meyer. On the other hand, as the Brad pack once said, no trade is ever an eye for an eye. So it's like, we would be giving away like draft picks, young talent that could blossom into something. And my, mm. it's like, I'm looking at who's a long-term solution. And who's a for-now solution?
1: I will say this. i rather wait more for getting Brat extended at this point if it doesn't work out with Meyer nor Horvat. And I know the Devils are linked to Bo Horvat as well. They've been linked to Brock Besser and Max Domi. So if none of those guys happen by the trade deadline, and you were able to move a few other, you know, non-future pieces. I'll be fine with that. You know, you, you played it a little safe. You played conservatively. You didn't blow up your prospect pool just to make a, a here in the flash in the pan. I'd rather get someone who's going to sign on the dotted line. Because you might as well wait until most of these guys are going to be UFAs in 2023. So I rather, you know, save that money for then and be like, Hey, you know what we got going in Jersey is certainly very good. How would you like to come play for us? That's, that's what I'm most concerned about.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, I know the devils are, you know, in the running to get a lot of players. We saw it during the course of the uh, off season. my thing is like simply this which is don't forget about what's at stake here which is we're trying to get jesper bratt back that's the jesper bratt needs to be signed long term now i think the the amount of money he's going to demand for is going to go down just a little bit more because he didn't have a good month of december and i think that's what the devils were kind of banking on because it's just like what like there's no guarantee you can repeat the production that you did last year but even though Jesper rat um is not going to the all-star uh, game i've said it in one of my more recent episodes you can make a case for him so had he been more consistent i think he goes to the all-star game with ease but then again it we're in a small market so there's really there's really no telling
1: matter of fact Andy and Rono have jesper bratt as a 99 overall Given the fact that his offense rate is ninety six percent, his transitions to ninety six, and his defense is a ninety four, and you know what? There's a lot of people who just see the front of the crash and they say, "He's not part of my team. I won't vote for him." Right. And that's that's a problem. But like, you know, a guy like Brat, when he gets going, it's hard to stop him, and. <clears throat> A guy like Iager Sharon Govich needs someone who's gonna make him shoot more and get him to utilize a shot. And you want someone who's gonna make Sharon Govich not be so streaky but more consistent. Maybe go from less than half a point a game to more than half a point a game to point five and up.
0: Right. And it's gonna be really that's inter- my problem. And it's gonna be really interesting. And I think in the next uh silly of the season discussion we could do, we could talk about like could the devils get Horvat or could they get um uh, Brock Besser? Uh, I know you you thought about Kuzmenko, could could they also uh, land Kuzmenko? But there's a lot I really of, do. there there's a lot of players that the devils could aim for, but it's just a matter of like how do they go about it? And it's not as cut and dry as people think it is
1: no there's like i said there's it's a three-party system you have the team that's going to sell the agent and the buyer and you know claude lemieux on the one hand holds the cards for timo meyer
0: right and people i didn't know this uh uh, claude lemieux actually represents timo meyer as because he's Timo Meyer's agent, and it's also worth mentioning that uh, Lemute is also the agent for Fabian Zetterlin. So, yep. so is that tampering? I'm j- I'm just joking. But do you think Cla- uh, nah. do you think Claude Lemute, a guy who's won two Stanley Cups with the Devils? Obviously, I think he's won one with the um, his first uh, Stanley Cup was obviously with the Montreal Canadiens, and he won two with the Devils in '95 and 2000. 96, Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche.
1: Yep. He got in in a big fight with uh, the Red Wings.
0: So do you think Claude Lemieux, I know he's won a couple Stanley Cups elsewhere. He's a four-time champion, but half of his championships have come when he was wearing a devil's uniform. Do you think he's going to do whatever it takes to maybe get his client to New Jersey? Because we've seen this happen in the NBA. Do you think we can see it you know, transition to the NHL?
1: Yes, absolutely. Why do you think there's networking in the business world? Hockey is a business-related, result-driven sport. It happens with every sport, no matter what industry. If you you have the ins and outs with someone, it's like uh, two CEOs saying, hey, let's form a business partnership and let's do a deal. I mean, That's yeah, what it smells
0: like to me. Well, we'll see what happens. And I'm definitely excited to see what uh, can basically transpire during these next few weeks. And it's only just going to get uh, hotter from here on out. Why in the MLB, they call it a hot stove. So
1: it it really, it's not just going to be a hot stove. It's going to be a boiling point. <laughs> That's a good It's one. like, I will tell you this. It's a hot freaking mess in Vancouver. And oh yeah. It's th- there's going to be some players that say I want out, but there would be some guys that want to stay. Like I know when I heard the presser saying, "Oh, Guzmanco is looking to sign here for seven million per." I'm like, what? A guy on entry level out of the KHL is not ready to sign for that kind of money. Maybe three and a half, but I don't see seven and a half seven million. I mean, I know it's Vancouver, but yeah, just Vancouver doesn't have any fiscal principle signing guys left and right and that and that's one of the reasons why they're in so much trouble.
0: no, absolutely, one hundred percent, and obviously we could get we could maybe nab a couple Vancouver Canucks players. We were discussing this um last year, so. Jersey Joe, before we close out for today's episode, do you have any final
1: thoughts? Final thoughts are this. Do not trade away all your best assets and prospects. You want to conserve some and do not do what Jim Rutherford said. And then you finally run away from the media forever.
0: Yeah. So don't like, we don't need to like do what uh, the Calgary and flames and, the florida panthers did when uh matthew kachuk was in the mix of it because had the devils actually been front runners jack hughes would have had to go top prospects it it would have been a complete mess so don't do that so jersey joe i appreciate you for hopping on and just talking all things timo meyer and we'll see what happens within these next few
1: weeks oh yes it's gonna get interesting